He's a $7 million bull rider. In this game, you gotta have that dog. Welcome back to the Rewrite Podcast, episode 11. Uh, and we're joined with myself, Taryn, Ben, and our guest, Jack Johnson. How you going, Jack? Yeah, good thanks, boys. How are you how all going? Awesome, buddy. Awesome. Yeah, just enjoying the day. Been getting plenty of rain, which is great. Filling the dams up. Oh, yeah. So, can't complain. Right. Yes, that's... Can hold off for a couple of days, get a few bull rides in, and then... It can come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We've, we've been getting lots, but we still need a little bit more to top them dams up. I think they're about probably half full. Yep. But, um, yeah, a bit more would be great, especially if it starts to get dry again later in the year. You need that. You need them dams full to keep you getting going. That's right. Forward. Got to keep them cattle watered, eh? We've That's been it. Pretty lucky down home, down in the southwest corner. We've, oh, since November, oh, our place personally has had about 350 mil, I think. So Yeah, nice. So we're all, all good down there. Okay. Cattle are fat, dams are full, gullies are full. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's looking real good. Horses are fresh and fat too. She, yeah, well, <laughs> we might yeah. as well jump straight into it. Yeah, we got Jack on. Um, I suppose I've known you for, for a long time now, a long, long time. And um, uh, you got a long story, so I guess we run it back to the start. I met you, I think... You were just riding but going out and started bullfighting. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's oh, that's going back about 09, I think. I come here to Rocky and rode a junior bull. Oh, no, sorry, a novice bull or a rookie bull or something like that. We come, I was working at a place at Collinsville. We come across for a show and, um, yeah, I think I met you there at that one and then come back uh, a couple of years later, actually, yeah, 2010 actually, I sort of moved here and spent about eight years here in Rocky around the CQ region on and off. Um, and that's when we all sort of, yeah, met up then at the Western back in the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah some um, good times have been had there, I suppose. And yeah. Yeah. How long How long did you ride and last for? Was, uh, it, was it a long career or was it a short career? <laughs> reasonably, <laughs> reasonably short, reasonably short career. Um, yeah. yeah, I started out just like... I suppose all of us do, you know, at the local rodeo and sort of before that, you know, up out of the Brandon Cradle at, at the muster or whatever and, um, yeah, sort of done that and um, just sort of at the local shows. It wasn't until I was about 15, 16 and went away to a property and um, started going to a few rodeos with a fella down south, a Hearn stock contractor, Sean yeah. Hearn. Mm. Um, started going with him and fighting a few bulls and getting on a few junior bulls and sort of... Found my way into bullfighting a bit more and got the itch for that more so than riding and probably a little bit handier too. I was yeah. falling off some pretty easy ones. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Where did, so where, how did the bullfighting come about? Was it uh, like – I think most people, I think, when they start is just yeah, in just, the practice pen, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so same sort of thing, you know. It's sort of always got a bit of kick out of fighting one out in the paddock, you know, if you're down in a – Mickey or whatever, yep. and um, and then you know in the cattle yard, step around old cow or whatever <laughs> yeah. you, you know. Old do what you, cow yeah, old Actually, <laughs> I'm sucking you in there, mate. Ben's, Ben's experienced plenty of that in the last couple of days. I tell you, yeah, I've been ran over and thrown off top rail, <laughs> fucking everything under the sun in the last two days. And but it, I tell you, he he had the best move there the other day. So we were trying to get this bull in, and uh, 
it jumped the fence and got into this real thick stuff kind of by the river. On the mangrove, On the mangrove, salt water, yeah. Right. Anyways, <laughs> this bull is not fucking so friendly. <laughs> ben, Caden, myself and Jack, yeah, fucking soldiered on in there. We're going in there and he's hot. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting him out and this thing has just went from zero to 100, beelining it at Ben and he's got this little shrubble tree. That's it. <laughs> I was hiding behind a big fucker and then I seen this thing half go past me. So I stepped out and I was like, oh, and he's just spun around seeing me. Proper and I had this ranger. little fucking shrub in front of me. <laughs> and this thing's just coming 100. And I was like, he's either going to jump it and kill me or fucking, I'm going to have to put a bull move on this thing. <laughs> so so it was moving. And I tell you what, <laughs> I, mean, I shit myself. Another experience today, buddy. I get, oh, Ben comes, picks me up because he took me last night and, um, Comes picks me up this morning. Yeah, we got a bull tied to the tree. We <laughs> <laughs> got one tied up. Fuck yeah, what did it do? Didn't want to play the game. <laughs> so Don't fuck around, you'll find out. Yeah, yeah that's it. Hey. it. So that was a bit of a mission. We ended up getting him back in the yards. Um, eventually. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. I, I went 90 on him with an option of a rewrite. Slapped him three times, <laughs> landed on my feet. <laughs> fought him and everything. Yeah, <laughs> fought him and everything. Stepped off. No him more got myself out of the hang up. But, oh. <laughs> but yeah, by the end of it, he wanted to play the game and. Um, yeah, it might not have been on his will, but he, he got there with his friends in the end. <laughs> a bit of persuasion, eh? That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, so we can call it that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was us. Yeah, but uh, he was pretty quiet towards the end, so uh, I think it was a learning curve for, mm. for him and I, I reckon he'll, he'll be right after this. He better be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going through that again. But yeah, no, back to you, bullfighting. So how long did your um, bullfighting career last for? Um, so four bulls from about oh, 08, 09, sort of around that sort of. Same time, I was sort of riding junior bulls and things like that. Uh, fought right up until, I think it was 2016 yeah, nice. was my last show, was fighting bulls. Um, yeah. uh, I forget even where that was. Probably was at Rocky, yeah. more than likely. Um, were you fighting everywhere, like all around Australia or just, where did you have main mainly, base? Yeah, sort of, sort of, at that period of time, I was based here in Rocky. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was sort of fighting around here. CRCA shows, things like that. Yeah, um, nice. A few QRA shows back in the day. Um, yeah, had had a bunch of fun, of course. You know, with the boys traveling, mm. you can't can't beat it really. <laughs> Best um, part about it all. Yeah, isn't that's it? it. That's it. Traveling down the road, getting down the road with the boys, you know, and um, yeah, going in there. And as I said, like used to get a good, pretty good buzz out of it. Yeah. You know, make a good pass or or something like that on a ball. Um, yeah, you get a pretty good feeling yeah, out of it. So. Um, I'm yeah. still yet to feel that feeling and I don't think I want to really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that feeling sitting on the top rail mm, there, like pulling a gate off a chute and you see the bull and someone's getting mauled in front of you and thinking, mm. fuck you, yeah, I'm doing a good job up here. <laughs> yeah. I helped you out that Keeping day. Keeping top rail shiny. You? Yeah. yeah, from the top rail. Helped get you up. <laughs> get to your face. I, I, I used to well, try and fight a few back in the day and um, I was out at, out at uh Gav Robbo, shout out to him. He used to get on a uh, side of Bronx and bareback horses yeah, bit right. and, and bulls. He was pretty handy. But he um he asked me to come out and step around a couple for him. And um so I went out there and Rick Seeds bought, oh, yeah. bought some bulls over. And yep. um a few young ones, we'll dummy in a few and, and whatnot. And this one uh young bull that <coughs> Gav got on, uh the flank fell off it. And they're like, we couldn't get it out. And they're like, oh, don't go out there and freestyle. I was like, get fucked. Just got no <laughs> flank. I'll get smoked. They're like, <laughs> And they're sitting there just convinced me. They're like, come on, man, just go do it. I was like, yeah, oh, fuck. If, all right, if I get moored, you boys have to fucking help me. Because, like, it's, they, it's an yeah. arena to, it's built to buck horses in, so it's a big arena. Yeah. So, yeah, I got out there in the middle of this fucking arena with it and done a pass. Yeah, sweet. Fucking, I'm on. 
Then next minute, it cut me off, mauled the <laughs> shit out of me. They sat on the top of the rails, laughed at me, and said, "Get up!" And this thing mauled me for like oh, probably a good fifteen seconds. Like that, at the time, that felt like about fifteen minutes. I was there. about to say, yeah, it yeah. Feel, feels like a lifetime when you yeah. get mauled on the ground. It's not so bad getting thrown away, you know. Yeah, when you, you might cop one up up the bum, you know, and get mm. and get tossed away. That's, you know, not always so bad. Mm. Tickles a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know. But it's when when you get rolled and get put into the ground, and when they stay there and, mm-hmm. and they mean what they want to do, yeah. <laughs> like that's, they're the real ones. And getting stood on, of course, too, as we all know. Yeah, I love the ones <laughs> where um, someone's getting mauled and the bull just sitting there with his front feet and it's just dragging mm-hmm. back in under it. Yeah, you any of them? Proper old brisket rub, <laughs> yeah, <over> <laughs> yeah, proper <laughs> getting right into it, Kevin. Um, I suppose. From there, what was the reason why you retired or quit bullfighting, whatever? What's the story behind that? Well, at that time, um, sort of starting to settle down. Um, not being so much of a young fella at the time, my ex-partner, we were getting a bit serious, get more serious and then found out, um, yeah, down the track we were, we were going to have me boy. So that sort of pulled that up and um, the announcing side of things really took off for me sort of. Back around 2011, 2012, and that was sort of taken more headway. You so know, I could, you were just mm, doing the announcing part time sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So some one weekend I might be fight. I was fighting a show, and then the next one I was sort of starting to announce. You know, and um, yeah. and yeah, and at some shows I was doing both at the same time, and Jeez. just had a had a PA yeah, right. system on, yeah. literally. Yeah, mute the mic, go in, <laughs> do what you got to do, come back out, and. Yeah, once I started getting a bit more of a beer gut, that sort of <laughs> idea faded away pretty quick, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get pretty pumped out, especially you've got to go work a hang-up or whatever mm. and then come back and try and talk on the microphone straight away. It, yeah, it takes it out of you a bit. How'd you get into the announcing? Um, how, how I got into announcing was here at the Western, actually, um, was there fighting a show. Um, shout out to Brian Duggan back in the mm. day, so fighting one there for Duggo and um, the announcer never never turned up. Yeah. And... Um, Sort of looking around, oh, what are we going to do? And I don't know, sort of been to enough shows and I've never been really the shy one. Like sort of, yeah, it doesn't sort of phase yeah. me a microphone or, or a crowd or anything, you know. So I said, oh, I'll give it here. I'll, I'll, I'll do both. And yeah. Um, yeah, sort of had the knack for it from there. So had a picture in my head of what it's meant to sound like, yeah. I guess, from all the old good old fellas <laughs> we're used to listening to. So, um, yeah, took it off from there and... They pretty much said, oh, you've got a bit of a knack for it. We'll come back and get you to do a couple more. And so, yeah, why not? Yeah. Easy money, easy Didn't money. Two ways, eh? <laughs> it's yeah, getting the double, bro- double bubble. <laughs> it's definitely a dying, um, I suppose you could call it, breed with the announcing side of things. Like, It's hard to find announcers. Well, not, not even good so yeah, good announcers. Yeah. Good say, announcers yeah. that yeah. know what they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, like, there's really not many. So, lately, you, you would have been picking up a heap of work. There's a few guys, announcers that have retired and so forth, which doesn't leave with many options when it comes to announcing. Like, there's very few of you, or is there... Because um, I suppose you, you do a bit of um, in the horse industry as well. Is, yeah. is it big in that, or is it just rodeo that's kind of dying off with well, trying it, to find a good announcer? Or yeah, no, it's it's both. It's across the board, really. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, especially with you know cutting shows and raining cow horse shows mm-hmm. are the same. You know, they want it, because it's getting a live feed. You know, getting played over. You know, on the internet, yep. the whole world can watch if they want to. Um, they want to have some sort of professionalism to it. So. Yeah. You know, in in there's if you are an announcer, there's a really good high demand when it comes to Western sports announcing, um, right from radios all the way through. Like you just said, Taryn, like um, you know, it is a there's not many of us who do it. Um, 
and who do it for for a living and who pride themselves on being professional and and making it sound good i guess yeah that's that's our primary job is to um make it make it all yeah. sound good you know if 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 the music side and and the announcer's really boring and droney like it can be a slow yeah. boring show and and what i found with that you know just from past experience when i was fighting bulls if the announcer was slow and boring Rides weren't happening. That's what I was going about to the say. The atmosphere just dies. Yeah. yeah, especially us riders. We love like when they've got good music, good announcing going on. That gets us fired up too. Not only the crowd, but yeah, that's, that's when the rides start coming on. Is that, that's exactly right. That's what I found is is that if if I do my job right, you generally find there's more qualified rides yep. during the night, even if it is only one or two. You know, because it might be a rank pan of bulls or, or horses or whatever. Them rides are still happening just because the, the cowboys are fired up, the crowd's yep. fired up, the, the atmosphere and the vibrate, vibes are there, you know, for, for that to happen. And, you know, we, we've, I'm sure we've all been to shows where they've just had the old local Joe Blow yeah. who calls a <laughs> raffle at the, at the Goose Cup. Old you know, like, Old skin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know, he's great and whatever and he's there to Ugh. do a thing and whatever, but to make a show a proper show, you, ne- yeah. you need to know what you're doing, you need to know, you know, do your homework. I think that's one of the biggest points in announcing is during like when things are slow, I suppose the atmosphere isn't um, all the energy is not going to be there the whole time. You got to keep that, keep the crowd drawn, drawn in Mm. and keep that energy there in between um, rides or, you know, if if something's going on, something behind the scenes, you know, I think it's a big job for the announcer to keep the crowd um, intrigued and involved and keep that energy so they don't sit there just waiting and like you know what basically um waiting on on the minutes just ticking yeah, down keep it, yeah, keep it on there the day, and, yeah. and entertained i suppose it's yeah. the biggest yeah that's right like it, it it can be it can be tough sometimes and and you know we've always well myself personally and a few of the other guys you know we've always got a um, couple of tricks up our sleeves yeah. you know if a cowboy gets hurt or whatever you got to have something there straight away mm. To um, take the attention off of that and yeah. keep it, yeah. you know, on us or on, on the bullfighters if they're going to give me a hand to do a joke mm. or, or do do something yeah. um, with the crowd. Them times can get tough, um, you know, especially if, if someone's, you know, asleep in the arena mm. and, you know, medics are working on them. You know, you've got a good 10, 15 minutes before there's any movement there. Yeah. So, you, mm. you know, that's 10 or 15 minutes off the cuff you've got to come up with mm. on keeping, that, keeping the crowd there and, you know, and... And keeping them entertained mm. while that happens, yeah. and trying to trying to inform them as well. That's a big thing, I think, too. With with a lot, of, especially rodeo crowds, more so because it is a higher spectator sports than other sort of Western horse sports. Yeah. With the crowd, a lot of the crowd, you know, you could nearly say out of every rodeo you go to, a quarter of them have never been to a rodeo before. They're yeah, tourists right. from another country, yeah. from or whatever they've never been, whatever their circumstances. And for them, it's an experience, and yeah. we want to make that experience as great as possible. And when you, when you do see someone out on the ground, like we've got to try and still make that experience great for them, and keep them there and entertain, and not thinking, oh, what's this yeah. bloody wild oh, shit yeah. going on here? Yeah. We're we'll going go, go yeah. out the gate, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that, it can get tough through those. Through those times like that, but um, especially on a night where you get a lot of injuries, they're the <laughs> yeah. worst ones. Yeah. yeah, it really slows things down, and you got to try and pick it back up somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like there's, you go to some shows, and you know it's just a hang up after hang yeah. up, wreck after just, wreck after mm. wreck, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm running out of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. What can I even think of yeah. now? Like, there's only so many times I can call the sponsors <laughs> and things like yeah. that. So I've got to come up with something. What are your go tos? Um, 
Oh, the go-to. You got some little sayings, little. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, few little sayings there. Um, things like that. We always have a couple. You can never go wrong with um the song, the singing the song like Jesse's Girl or something. Yeah. When the chorus comes and you play, or the Mexican Wave. You can never go wrong with the Mexican Wave. Mexican Wave is a golden (laughs) go-to. That is. It, that's the Hail yeah. Mary every time, the Mexican yeah. wave. You can start, you know, you mm. can have crowd cheering comps. Um, done things where, you know, at half times, for example, you know, have a have a buck and bull comp. Get a bump of kids out in the arena and, you know, whoever can be- buck the best like a yeah. bull, you know, gets a cap or what, yeah. $5 in my yeah. pocket, whatever it might be. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got a few of those yeah. little ones there, you know, things like that for for those sort of times and for half time to keep everyone entertained and... Um, Keep it interesting, and I think the other big thing too is is setting setting a platform for riders before they come out. Like, um, you know, you got to try and you know this is his moment. Yeah, let's set it. Let's yeah, make it the best yeah. for him. Let's get the crowd behind him. Um, I think another big thing with it uh, that I find a lot of announcers do or good announcers is um, introducing that cowboy or that that um, competitor to the crowd. Yeah. Just, I've heard it like a few people from spectators' point of view uh, say that they like like getting a little bit of a background on, on the person and understanding like mm-hmm. who they are kind of deal. Uh, so when they ride, it's just a bit more intriguing for them rather than just not having any idea about anything. Yeah, to, exactly. You know, open their ears a little bit more, or their eyes yeah. a little bit more. You know. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, we we try and do you know the guys. Who, who we do it as a profession. We do as much homework as we can. We've got that much to try and say, you know. Mm. Joe Blow is a 2023 yeah. APRA champion. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's done this, this and this. He's picked up a check down here, which is really – we've got to mm. do that. It, it's That's just a part of the homework, mm. part of the job. Um, you've got to – yeah, you got to let the crowd know who's who's in front of you, you know, and, mm. and what they've done, you know, the calibre of person that's yep. about to come out in front of them. Or yep. if it's someone having their first ride, well, you can make it entertaining for yeah. them yeah. and make it make it a bit better like like that. So, um, you know, do a bit of introduction. Mm. He might be from France or, or something, you know. You yeah. always get try and get a little bit of homework on them, to intro- like you said, to introduce yeah. to, the, to the crowd, yeah. If there's anyone out there that's listening that wants to get into announcing, obviously, as we said, there's a dying sport. Some I think they've got a good voice out mm. there. How would – what would you recommend the pathway for them to go there? Like with you learning, like did you – was it self-taught? Did you like watch a lot of YouTube videos? you go to schools or you talk to other people? How's a, how's a way for someone to, to start like wheel their way into that? I was quite lucky because I've had the experience and knew what it sounds – what it's supposed to sound like from other good commentators in the past when I've been at radios. I sort of started by imitating them in a, in a sense, not taking their sayings but doing it with the same cadence they do and yeah. the same flow and and speaking from the diaphragm and not just from the th- throat, you know, and, and things like that. So I picked up just by watching a lot on other radio announcers, even on YouTube as well, you know, some of the best guys in America over there. Mm. Listen to those guys. Um, if if you're here and you are interested and you want to do it, go to your, your next radio, go to the announcer and see him and just sit near him, pick his brain. Yeah, not um, even a rodeo, whether it's any sport. Western any sport, yeah, yeah, any Western sport just come up. We're all, we're all, we all like yeah. to have a yarn. Yeah. That's our profession, so <laughs> yeah. you know, don't be shy. Because <laughs> it's not so much about like a lot about uh, talking the whole time. A lot of the time, you got to let like the moments for the crowd to take in and sink in. 
mm. and then you know express the feeling after like whoa or use them words of expression but you find them some announcers that just talk the whole way through or yell the whole way through it just takes the whole attention off what's going on because you got that in yeah. the back of your ear so yeah. a lot of time you just got to let people um that the spectators it just take it in and throughout throughout yeah that competition whatever western sport it's in taking the little moments that they need with very little during yeah that time too. that's right yeah, yeah. You, you definitely have to try and do that you you do it's a big thing is is a part of setting that vibe and try and have the crowd at its peak is is it's a build-up mm. you know if you go on the microphone for you know, no offense to barrel races out here <laughs> but you go on the microphone yelling and screaming at the start of a slack you got to try and keep that energy up or go higher by the end of the night. By the end, you got no voice left. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't do that. So it's it's got to be a build up and yep. you can within your events you you build build your whole show up to mm. the main event which 9 times out of 10 is is the open bull ride. That's going to say know, because is, usually most of them build up and when the open bull hits you got them bells ringing, you know, you got Yeah. and she's yep. built it up to Yeah, that's right. Pretty yep. much the highest point yeah. of the rodeo. Exactly, exactly right. That's that's the biggest thing is create creating a um a, a build up to that vibration to to the main event, mm. which is as we said like the open ball ride nine times out of ten, and and, and really going all out there for mm. the boys, you know, and and that's when you do start seeing the ranker rides, the eighty fives, nineties yeah. start yeah. popping up, you know, balls yeah. start getting covered a bit more, and yeah, makes makes a greater show. Yeah. Sure. So you're doing that fairly full time at the moment, but you also do a lot with horses. Is that full-time as well? Like run us through that, what you do there. Yeah, so both of myself and my partner, shout out to uh, my wife, Eloise. Um, so we do have a shop down at Injun, Triple One Collective. So we, we're stockers for Western so stuff. And in Injun, stop by. Stop by, that's right, yeah. Just just off the spa there, right beside the spa we are at Injun, just off the main highway. What but, do you um, sell there? A uh, bit of everything. So Eloise does custom leather stuff, chaps. Mm. You want a saddle done, she can build you a saddle. Um, belts, all custom leather sort of stuff. And then as well, we wear a stockist for like cinch. Uh, Durango Boots, shout out to Durango Boots as well, the mob down at Wallambilla. Um, so we, you know, stock all Western clothing plus dresses for, for ladies as well, of course, being Eloise's shop. Um, but um, so we got that. And then through the week, I just trained camp horses, well, cow horses, you might as well say. Um, so I've got a bunch of cow horses yep. down home there. I compete. As a non-pro um, in cutting and and compete in dra- camp drafting as well. Whenever we're not at a rodeo, um, that's what we're doing. We're nine yeah, times nice. out of ten out of cut and show, competing or, or announcing, doing both actually. Do or, you announce at the cuttings too? Or? Yeah, some of them I yeah. do. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. So we'll take the horses and the speakers and all the music gear and 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 we'll do both and um, yeah, get Eloise to fill yeah. in for me while I have my run and then I just continue on with the with yeah, the nice. show after my runs are what? done. What's your sort of setup look like if you're heading to a cutting event or a camp draft sort of thing? Like how, how many horses is, and yeah, how much is involved oh. in, in carting your speaker <laughs> stuff? Like, well, cut, with the speaker stuff, it's not too bad. You can sort of fit pretty much, you know, five six speakers in the back of you with yeah. your tripods, mixing boards, things like that. Table, fold up table. Um, so that's not too bad. It takes up about the back of a ute. But yeah, you can't do a horse sport. When you're doing both, it is it is a bit of a preparation because mm. we're not only you know we're working clients' horses, well, we're getting our show horses fit as well. And then we're getting getting ready for the show for the announcing side. So I'm at home yep. doing my homework on all the competitors of a night time, and then you know um, keeping our horses tuned up, ready to go yeah. for the show as well. So it, it can be daunting sometimes, but yep. 
I mean, I'd be nowhere without my wife, I can tell you. She, yeah, she does a lot of work. Um, I just do the heavy lifting and, and all that sort of stuff and all behind-the-scenes stuff. is Yeah, is she does a lot of that sort of setting up and, and prepping the horse size horse yeah. so they're show ready and show fit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yes, we, yeah, we're so fairly busy. <laughs> between all that, something that we talk about a lot, especially with what you do, injuries. Injury-wise? Um, What's the difference? Have you had many... Well, obviously bullfighting maybe, but yeah. your horses and that, do you get many in, in that? Like where are you, where you're at with that? You had any you bad wreck outs or anything? Um, in the past, you know, a while ago I've had, had some, you know, reasonably bad falls. Um, half of them no foul to the horse. The other half they've just been dirty POSs. Um, <laughs> they've just been dirt, dirt bags, you know, yeah. and so they just, yeah, don't want to play the game and I've been downed and, you know, so injury-wise, yeah, I've... Yeah, bumps and bruises, a couple of broken bones here and there, things like that. So yeah. um, no, nothing too active. I've been lucky, touch wood. Um, yeah. yeah, more injuries though has come from the bull side and fight, mm, bullfighting yeah. side of things. But um, I think, yeah, when it comes to the horses, breakers and that can be obviously, you know, mm. a little bit dangerous giving them their first yeah. rides and things yeah. like that. You don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, exactly. You, you do get a couple who get a bit frightened and, yeah, drop their block. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Beetroot? Got any injuries coming around? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's brought it out live on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, well, he, thinks he, he thinks he's Kevin Hardy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we, we had the best before this. Before we started, when we were sitting here doing the sound check, we had the best Beetroot experience <laughs> on Beetroot's life. <laughs> I think so as well. We had to... Um, he is office. Yeah. He is office. He's not answering. He's, he's not in a good way. No. <laughs> You'll pull uh, three, mate. I believe in you. Yeah, I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Lazy T Western Wear. That's right. They have a vast range of fishing shirts for fishing, T-shirts for T-shirting, hoodies for getting down in the hood, and caps to fit little heads or big heads and more. That's right. So head on over to the website at www.lazytwest.com.au where you'll find their range. Ah, uh, look, there's something I want to talk about that's been fucking, fucking with me mind. I want to know <laughs> how the fuck... Back in the day, you would have saw like ages ago. I don't know if it's just on movies or if it's bullshit or not. But pigeons that are malmen. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. How? How? <laughs> how <laughs> movies and that uses. <laughs> but did they actually have pigeons? Homing pigeons or something. Yeah. They, I'm not sure they did because I'm pretty sure. Like they have pigeon races. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's them homing pigeons I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They Whatever have, they are. They yeah. literally have pigeon races where they just. Because you always see lost pigeons with the fucking little. A little collar on them. Yeah, 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 their yeah, feet. yeah. How the hell do you teach a pigeon to be a mailman? Strap a backpack just on put it, the put a letter on. in it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. How do they know where to go? Yeah, it's like you're in Queensland. You're just like, yeah, just send this to 102 Citrus Drive, New South Wales, please. Be a fucking – be there in 18 hours, <laughs> brother. 18-hour <laughs> flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah I – yeah, no, nah, it's got me. Does anyone got know any good. pigeon trainers? I don't even no. know. Is it pigeon trainers? Yeah, for yeah, the yeah, races so and that. They let them out like oh, at engine years ago when I was a kid. There used to be a truck. Like an old fella with his truck. He used to rock up there. And I don't know how many birds used to fly out of this thing, but <laughs> it was like hundred it looked like hundreds anyway. I'm not sure. But he yeah, I went up to him one day. Curiosity got the best better me and pedaled up on me pushing. I'm like, what, what's going on with these pigeons, mate? He's like, Oh, they're me homing pigeons, me racing racing pigeons and that. And I said, So where 
like, how do they know where they are? And how, how, he's like, oh, well, the, he explained it to I was way too young to understand and comprehend <laughs> it. But he said once they know their place of roost or whatever, they, you know, wherever they go, the, the way of the earth and the magnet, how yeah, they right migrate, it's pretty much the mm-hmm. same. How ducks might know just to migrate fucking north, yeah. you know. Um, so it's the same sort of thing. Once they sort of get their place set up and that's where their feed is, well, they know to go back there and fly back there. So buggers me how, but he used to be at Injun. I don't know where he come from, but I don't know any pigeon trainers nah. sort of within a couple hundred k's. Of it's just got me baffled on how, like even with the races and that, it's like what you just show them a map and you're like, brother, just go up here, do a U-banger, 360 over to here, get back, run it here, boom, home run. <laughs> let's let's take this championship out. put it on Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, run it on maps. Here you go, bro. <laughs> I, think I think they're full of shit. Yeah. Pigeon trainers, they got to be for the races. It's just like let them free, first one back home wins. Yeah, first one that flukes at home and <laughs> yeah. get taken out by a wedgie or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. suck of a truck at your mail, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, they used to use them. I know in like, you know, you watch them on movies and things, I looked into it, but I like uh, with pigeons over in the ghetto in America and all that, you know, and all them in the slums. and Doing drive-bys. Yeah, well, they used to flip pigeons, so they'd teach them how to flip so that... I made to be there with these pigeons or whatever and the coppers started rolling up their block. He'd send that <laughs> pigeon up and sit there and clap his hands and make that pigeon flip and they'd let everyone know. You know, they see the pigeon doing fucking sugar doodles in the air. They knew <laughs> coppers were coming up the block, bloody hide all the stuff, get that's off the corners, fucking, you know. So. That's right. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Sit there flipping pigeons, yeah, let them know coppers oh, are coming. So <laughs> pigeons are a good tool to have apparently. Yeah. Pigeons and monkeys. Nah, I monkeys. Don't, I don't fuck with oh, monkeys. At I, all. I could have like, if I nah. if I if there's one thing in the world that I could have it as a pet, it'd be a monkey. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like blue dogs. They reckon they they yeah. will get loyal to one owner and then yeah, attack. You know, they can attack real quick. Yeah, and they can steal shit too. Well, Gill Brothers used to have one. They used they? to tra- have the monkeys like traveling around, like all the radios and things back in the day. They used to have monkeys with them and that. Yeah, right. that's prime. Yeah, I think it, yeah, one of the Gill brothers might have been. Yeah, one one of them. Your monkey to go load the balls for you. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine you being able to teach a monkey to muster. So, come on, let's go. Get him on a horse. (laughs) Get him on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh, monkeys, yeah, well. Yeah, no, they would have plenty of uses. Oh. You see them all the time, though. Like, I, I don't know. I get, I get down down the rabbit hole on TikTok. That's a, it's a weapon of an app. That TikTok. You got, actually got a, you got a yeah. good following on TikTok, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Triple One Performance Industries on TikTok. We are shouts out to mm-hmm. us. Um, we got about thirty two and a half thousand followers, I think. Um, right. Yeah, Jesus. somewhere around there. Yeah. How um, did that start for you? Oh, I started that. When was that? 2018, 19, 2018 or 19 around then, um, just got the app and, um, yeah, just playing around with it, just started putting up videos. I put up an old bullfighting video of, of myself, a bit of a highlight reel from back in the day and, um, yeah, it went viral. I got like close, like 998,000 views, just shy of a million views. It just sort of went viral. I don't know how or why, but yeah. it, it just did and, yeah, this. Yeah, followers started rolling in from there. Yeah, went viral on TikTok and rest is history. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Some of them videos that you see are viral on that app, you're just like, what makes people fucking think <laughs> this is going to be good <laughs> to watch? Yeah. You know, yeah, there's some point there. Oh. Some out there people on that oh, app. I know man. that. Oh, do you know what I think's crazy? Like with today's age is how you can talk about something and then boom. 
she's just up on your TikTok or, you know, Instagram or something. Yeah, they're listening. <laughs> they, they have to be. They know. Like, <laughs> if your phone, well, I don't know, you'd be talking your about Your phone must listen to what you say. It has to because you, it's, your phone's not even, like, on. It's just sitting there next minute, boom. Yeah. You'd be talking about lines, next minute, boom, lines. Lines will pop up or talk about, oh, I need to get new set of boots and set of Nikes or yeah, something. And then and I can guarantee, yeah, I'll, a few hours later I'll flick my phone at, you know, the show tonight or something. There'll be a Nike ad for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, like it, yeah, ad preference, whatever they call it, I don't know, algorithms. and But all I do know is these things are listening <laughs> because you, they can't not listen when things like that happen no, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Like they can't. <laughs> it was like ever since we had that ice bath the other week, I've been getting ads for ice baths and saunas just coming mm. up left, right and centre on my phone. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe I haven't even searched it. You just listened in. To Let me guess, is it the recovery ice yeah. bath? Yeah. The one You're with the little portable sauna? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. been copping them ones too. I don't know what's going on there, but I've been copping them ads too. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, my brother bought um, one of the recovery ice baths and that's what we're, we're in. And yep. uh, I recommend them. They're fucking prime. They reckon that. Like, They're so good. Yeah. With especially ice baths, you know, mm. after you get out, it does yeah. something to your dopamine levels. You know, you're right for a couple of hours like mm. you're feeling on top of the world. So back to your TikTok, how um, often do you have to uh, post on your TikTok to keep that following up or is it just there and just whenever or are you on it's, to it all the time? Well, it is there and it's sort of whenever it can be if it, if you want it to be like that. But um, we try and keep pretty relevant. Like a lot of the stuff we put up there these days is, you know, about the shop yeah, um, or about what we what show we're going to do or something like that. Mm. Um, it's a really, really good promotional tool, TikTok. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, one of the best actually, I reckon, if you ask me. But, yeah, we just sort of made a rule of thumb that we try and put one TikTok up a day, just post one a day. Yeah. And it can be of, you know, it could address on special, for mm. example, for our thing or, or you know. Do, me. do you model the dresses? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I break the go, app. I reckon it'd go viral. Yeah, that, that app would shut down. I'd be getting kicked off for a little. Give the people yeah. what they want. <laughs> 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 I'd be, I reckon I'd get shut uh, off for bloody <laughs> lewd behaviour on TikTok if I tried to do that. Well, I know you've been banned a couple of times. Yeah. Well, you've been sent to TikTok jail a few times. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah back in the day. I think one was, I was on, uh, I was battling you in the battles on TikTok. That's right. That's Boom, right. next minute, Jack's in jail, Tanner's <laughs> left to win. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> I remember that actually. We were yeah. having a bit of a live gift battle or whatever. I think I was somewhere in a motel room at, at a show and you were probably the same somewhere anyway. Yeah, yeah we're having that battle. Actually, yeah, I might have had a drink. I might have had a rum or, or something yeah. and I took a mouthful of rum on, on the screen and she oh. just said, nah, get Dawn. out, mate. See ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kicked me out. jailed on. My, yeah. my account got banned because I was at, uh, she had a Jacob Lindley. Me and him was shooting cans with the slug gun. <laughs> Not allowed guns on TikTok. <laughs> 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 Boom. Life banned, brother. Life banned. <laughs> You're in the clink for life. <laughs> I was like, oh. fuck you, TikTok, anyways, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have Run you ever on. made actual money off it? Because I see some of them, like, yes. girls that are on it and they. I made good money on it. I've made, made good money. money. Yeah. I've made, um, I've the highest made. I made was 650 bucks in one night. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for about two two hours on live. It was 600. Oh. I auctioned off one of my father's old cowboy hats. Yeah, right. Literally, I auctioned it off on TikTok, made $650, <laughs> sent, like, done a legit, sent, sent him the hat, all that, done everything, all good. Yeah, 650 bucks for like two hours. I'm like, oh, who's got some old, old bloody old 
bloody rude dog of Cobras out there. <laughs> 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 we can just, just start auctioning them off. Oh, yeah. Bit of balance one that someone used to tie up that boot one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah look at this. Yeah, this is hey, Ray Herman's <laughs> cracker, whip cracker off his hat here. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a deal going on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Oh, this is Kai Hamilton. Kai Hamilton's boot tie here. We'll auction it off. He, he give that to me back when we were in high school days. How's <laughs> about some of them? Um, I can, you could probably call them creeps, but over in the states and that, the people that go to uh, celebrities' house and just go into their trash, grab shit, and then just auction it off and just make heaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah make a killing, dude. Yeah. Or they go and get an autograph off him and then this guy straight home, boom, put him on eBay and just get yeah. big dollars straight up for Fuck. it. Yeah. yeah, unreal. Yeah. I'm going to go sneaking a bit here in a second. <laughs> yeah, I was actually saw um, on the news the other day, uh, they're having an auction down in Melbourne, speaking of auctions, and um, the first ever number plate, number one, is going for auction. It's worth it's it's worth like five, six, seven million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, Shit. They got the second ever Queensland number plate up. Yeah. And, and they're just throwing ridiculous money at them. Big money, yeah. Saudi Arabia, look up that. Yeah. They, um, because everyone's rich over there pretty mm. much by the looks of yeah, it. Like they're crazy. all princes or sort of part of some royal family <laughs> over yeah. there. They're all, all driving Lamborghinis. All driving little... Lambos. So there's yeah. no value in the statue of the car. What the value is, is in the number plates. Mm. And so there's one fella like, one big high prince there. He's got, no, same thing, number one on his number plate. And it is, it's worth, 10, 15 million dollars US. That's more than the card. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Like it is ridiculous. That is, that's how they get themselves apart yeah. in, in their little hierarchy deal over there with their money floating because everyone's got a Lambo or a Ferrari. Like that's just yes. as common as having a, having yeah. a cruiser here, you know, yeah. or something. So yeah, the, the value is in the number plate. So if you hold the lower the number plate, the higher the value yeah, is. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how um, rich the Saudis are. I was just talking to, uh, shout out to Brucey today um, about it, about the Saudis and um, they, they hold a lot of fights over there, UFC and boxing and so yeah, forth. Right. They just had the uh, Nagano and Fury fight that they mm. um, wanted there. But st- he was telling me that they're starting um, a deal like with the bo- with the boxing, um, for those that don't know, there's like five, six belts. But in those um, like belts and associated, like world title belts, you then people are only really fighting people that are fighting in that, whether it's WO or yeah. whatever. Um, but they're paying like massive money and starting their own, like basically a world title and they're pulling the top people from each one and having a fight because UFC and, and boxing are different. UFC, you know, you got rankings mm. and you fight the best and the best fight for basically yeah. the, the title. title but it? boxing yeah. is so different. Like, no, like they pick and choose who they want to fight. Yeah, they, like, they do have mandatory. So if there's a, you know, like a WBO. But that's in the one association. Like, yeah, yeah. So he's, if, yeah. yeah every, everyone right. wants to see Fury and um, Anthony Joshua, but it just won't happen because, and they're both right up there, but yeah. they just don't yeah. have to, like, because they're not running the same thing, you know. Yeah, well, they don't but have to. There's no the, mandatory. The Saudis so. are paying massive, huge money just to, to have us, and they're going to pay, like, they're obviously going to pay them huge. So um, they just. Said to the UFC that they want an event. They're paying like twenty million or something to get it there, and they want McGregor wow. on the card. So they're going to probably pay ridiculous amount of money just to have McGregor there to fight because McGregor's yeah. just fucking around. I think mm. his days are done. Yeah, he just talks he keeps, so much crap. He does. He keeps toying with it that he's going to come back and oh. it's going to be you know he's I meant to come back against Chandler after the whole. Con- I'm yeah, I don't. He mind even UFC, announced yeah. it, and then they asked yeah. Dana. They're like, like, what's going? on? He's like, uh, Nah, I'm not fighting. Yeah. He's not fighting or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like I think everyone's starting to get. 
get over it. Like, yeah, like, fucking even fight or fuck off. The hype train yeah. sort of yeah, starting you, to come off. Volkanovski's fucking up the vaults. Yeah, yeah go the vault. Fucking he's a new oh, he's a weapon. Out. He is a new McGregor. Yeah. McGregor, yeah. no one if everyone Volk fights. It's, he's actually in the next fight against um that to uh to Apu or whatever his name <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. And oh, I cannot wait for that fight because that'll be mate, fight night is gonna be on. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I tell you what, we all get behind, like especially when you put them on at your house, mm-hmm. teabag, and Volk's on. Yeah, Volk, Volk is a weapon. Oh, I get Same that. with Tai Tuivasa. I am a Tuivasa yeah, fan. I, I am too, but I just hate that he's fallen off. Like yeah, he's, he's lost his last three or four fights. Yeah, yeah. And I like it. It upsets me. Yeah, well, it does because <laughs> he's a big old slogger. Yeah, oh, like, mate. He, but he's he's out of brawl. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no game plan. It's just like, nah. righto, mate. You want to bang? Let's bang. Yeah, pretty much. Just bang mm. it out. Go in there. See West, in the middle. West Sydney banger. He reckons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bang on with anyone. Yeah. Yeah, he's not not but, frightened, big old big no. tie two of us. He's a big man. Yeah, but the, <laughs> fight, the fight night, I love fight nights. I usually, if I'm not putting them on mine, Bruce is putting them on at his. Yep. And uh, it, it's good because all the boys just get together, bring beers, do food platters, put the fight on and just yeah. yell at the TV. Yeah, proper. <laughs> and when, when my favourites come on, I just get so nervous. Like, I'll just, holy man. I'll just <laughs> State of Origin still oh, in style. <laughs> mate, just crazy. Yeah. Going yeah, no, wild on the fucking sports bet. Yes. Mm. Multis <laughs> on like a mask. I, I always... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always... Sports bet. Yeah, yeah. And then when sports bet's running down, it's oh, Ladbrokes. Yep. It's between them all or Neds. Yeah. But uh, I always put on a multi and then I'll just be sitting there watching as soon as the leg fouls. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> New multi. New multi. <laughs> add, add all the legs that I've got left back together as soon as the fouls. By the end of it, I ended up with like 20 multis. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm a little bit the same too. I get a bit keen. And then by the bottom come the last ones because you got like one or two legs. And I'm like, well, I'll just go through all the sports, add like table tennis, boom. <laughs> Don't even know. I'm just going to pick random winners to win until yeah. it adds up to like $100,000. I'm like, yeah, dog. Yeah. We're going to win our money back. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like awesome. Like Neds, I'm banned from Neds. I put a dollar on, I picked about 30 races, made this big multi up and it was going to pay like $400,000 or something and I got banned. Got banned for it? Why? Got banned. Irresponsible gambling. I put a fucking dollar on. A dollar down. I put a dollar down and they fucking banned That's me. That's it, mate. You're done. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> responsible at this table, I think. Yeah. A dollar down. <laughs> there was a dollar left wow. in the account. I'm like, I'll just put a big multi on. Yeah. What's a, what's, all right. What's the most you've ever put on a bet? Because I was down big time there the other month. What are we talking big time? Just like, single bet, like at any one time, like a single bet. Single, single bet. Yeah. Like I was down big time and uh, like a couple grand and I've gone, I've saw, I saw this dog. It's late and I'm like, no, nah, fuck, I'm just going to. I'm just gonna whack a thousand on something. <laughs> on <laughs> <a rugby. laughs> yeah. But I, I saw this dog and it was like second, first, 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 first. One is last five, and I've gone righto. I, I, I was down. I think I was down probably two and a half grand or something. <laughs> and I've gone all right. I'm gonna whack two grand straight on this thing. It was only, it was it was the favorite. It was paying um like two two dollars two point three mm. or whatever. Anyways, I was like I'm gonna whack two grand. And then at the time I'm like typing. I'm like no, that is so fucking stupid because <laughs> the dogs are so unpredictable. Yeah. So oh, I'm like yeah. this is this is the dumbest thing ever, Taryn. Don't do that. I'm like fifteen hundred. Then I went, I was like, no, that's stupid. Don't even, just don't even try and chase a loss. It's kind of, it's not worth it. Then by the end of it, I'm like, right, a thousand. Put, put a thousand on it. Hit fucking bet, betted it. 
watching this race, the dog jumped out last, and I've just gone, oh, "You're oh, fucking <laughs> kidding me!" Then oh. I'm dirty. I've just looked up, and this dog at the last like hundred has come from behind and won. And I've gone, "No <laughs> fucking way!" I was dripping sweat, dude. Oh, what and it was like so. I think I ended up winning like uh, two thousand eight hundred dollars or something. Got up like five hundred. I'm like. Boom, that's me done. That's her, yeah. Lost it all the next day at the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight down to the local. Well, oh, but yeah. have you ever had any big de- uh, bets? Because I know Melbourne Cup, a lot of people just go kaboom and bang on. But yeah, I've, yeah, Melbourne Cup now, probably back about three years ago. Still think about it this day. It still haunts me. Still, still, <laughs> still haunts me. He obviously day. didn't win. No, I didn't win. I didn't win. That's the, I didn't win. But I put about the hardest race to get a trifecta in Australia is in, in the world probably yeah. is the Melbourne Cup. Hundred like, percent. You got the A team of A teams rolling mm. up for that race, and um, yeah, so I put five hundred down on the trifecta, <laughs> and the horse that was meant to come home third come home fourth with a photo finish. Yeah. No, oh, you're kidding. Way. Yeah, I would have walked away with about 150 G. Oh, oh. I would find that trainer and belt him. Oh, come home fourth on the photo. How would could that? What was that wait period while you're waiting for the photo? How was was N- nerve wracking? The longest. I'd rather get camped on by a ball than wait for that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was yeah. It was a long old wait that one. Oh, and waiting for that photo to pop up and um yeah. Got him by literally oh fuck. Oh shaving hair, I swear oh. to God. It was yeah, nah. Actually speaking of the Melbourne Cup, um when we were kids, uh my siblings and my parents, uh my parents would always during Melbourne Cup, they'd say to me and my siblings, um all right, you all get to pick one horse throughout the Melbourne Cup and we'll just whack $2 on it for you. Yeah, sweet. And I would always go the roughest of the roughest. <laughs> Anyways, one pain, 201. <laughs> so, boom, $2 went on. It won. Oh, winning. Yeah. So I won like $402 and I got 20 bucks out of it. Oh. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but I would have been, I, would, I was only like probably 10, 12-year-old or something. I thought, I thought fuck, yeah. 20 bucks. Right. 20 bucks. <laughs> did, you, did you used to have the old boy like, so, oh, shout out to dad. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was little, I used to say, yeah, go away from school, go contract master with dad. Yep. He was contract master and so we'd end up over west sort of thing. And um, anyway, go end up, you know, especially over the school holidays, be there, you know, a few weeks at a time with dad master and going to town, you know, for the weekend off yep. or whatever. And um, one particular time actually we got caught in town and got, it started raining, so we actually literally got caught caught in Augustella, and um, <laughs> and we're at the pub there, and uh, the funds, you know, this couple of days went by, and the funds were drooping away with yeah, Dad, yeah. you know, the pub room, and, <laughs> you know, chilling out, and got me, he's got to feed me too, you know, being, I think I might have been only like eleven or twelve yeah. or something, not very old. Anyway, at the pub there, and Dad's pretty much busting, it's still raining. I had five dollars left of my money, and. Dad used to, you know, put the sneaky one on for me if I wanted to. He never used to let me do it all the time, just one here and yeah. there. Sure. Still remember the horse's name, Crocodile Rock, his Oof. name was. Oh, Crocodile Rock. And he was paying, I had $5. He might have been, I don't know what he was paying, 6 or $7 or something. 
ended up with about 170 bucks back or something like that. Ugh. So do the, do the maths on the last $5 and Dad was con- trying to contain me in the TAB section of the pub <laughs> as a 12-year-old because I'm there cheering this horse home down because we're down to the last $5 pretty much. <laughs> and, yeah, the old pony come home for us. Anyway, we got yeah got another night out of the pub and another Ugh. feed. And yeah. Dad got a few more beers and I got a few more soft drinks. And <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, you can never go wrong, I think. Because I don't know how many times it's been where you've rocked up home and we've gone just spent money just like on everyday sort of shit and we've just looked at each other and gone, let's go to the Pokes. Yeah. Let's go win our money back. Yeah. And that's when I feel like we win yeah. every fucking time. Yeah. yeah. If I go shopping and spend three dollars $400 on just clothes and that, mm. form 50 in, win me money Boom. back. Yeah, get that Classified back. Classified as free clothes. Yep. <laughs> I've done that a few times. Yeah. Gamble responsibly, it never <laughs> pays <laughs> off. But I've done that going like, I really need, like, looking up the sky, I really need some money right now. I've gone <laughs> down to my last Twizzo, I need to, you know, I need some money like now. Mm. Yeah. Help us out, sort of money gods. Go down <laughs> down the Gracie or into <laughs> town, go to the Western or whatever and uh, throw the 20 in. Yeah, boom, get the major or whatever. Yeah. She makes your yeah. day that much special, oh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That Macca's feed straight after. <laughs> so <laughs> much, tastes so much sweeter, <laughs> doesn't it, after you get that good win, eh, when you've been broke? Oh, cowboy life for you, though, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> isn't it? We'll, we'll have the pub last night having dinner and um, the eating area is right by... The poker room, and there's these guys in there just car hooing over a couple and they're betting 50 cents. I'm just like, You well, shut the fuck up. We're trying to eat dinner. <laughs> Fair enough if you're winning big, but there's in there, oh, 16 bucks. It's like, uh, Are you, you, you going to try and wreck me? our dinner by carrying on about that, dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Taryn put 100 each. Yeah, yeah, quick hazo, like it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. really was nothing to be honest. <laughs> I, was quite, I left there quite happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. one of the smaller <laughs> occurring <Yeah. laughs> incidents. Yeah. yeah. But, no. uh, we're going down to uh, Tommy and Cam. Shout out to them from the Alpha Blokes mm. uh, to their fight night at Gold Coast in April, April 27th, I think. And um, I'm saving a lot of me pennies for then. I'm going to go to the casino and I've got a game plan. Thousand straight in on red or black, whatever I feel at the time, and then when I, whatever if I, I'm gonna win, yeah, buzz, yeah. and then I put the thousand I put in there back in my pocket, and the other thousand go straight to the pokies, ten hundred dollar bets, boom, into a thirty thousand dollars, thousand on red, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> I done it. I done it last time. We're down the casino. Oh, and, um, so we went down for Camo's Bucks party, and uh, Marshy. So I, I'd walked in, and I was uh, as soon as I got there, I just put fifty in a machine, yeah. twenty five dollar bet. It got the feature on the second hit. Winning won won a thousand, whacked it on. Um, I think it was black. Won that. Went to the um, went to the tables. Blackjack. Anyways, was like started off hundred dollar hand, got up to five hundred dollar hands, got up to like four or five grand, and um, then just started smashing it out. Lost it all. Marshy <laughs> come along, and he just went and got a thousand out. And he's going playing thousand on one end, and we're like, yeah, brother, we're getting behind you. On this. <laughs> and he goes, he goes and sits down. And he's at the end and there's one guy. Oh, uh, no, sorry. He was, there's one guy at the end. He was the second one from the end. And um, Marshy's got a good hand. He's sitting at, like he's sitting on like uh, 19 or 20 or something. And old mate had a shit hand. And he's like, uh, no, he had a good, he had, a, he had not a bad hand. And we're like, sit. And old mate's like, no, nah, I'm going to hit and take one for you. And we're like, don't fucking do that. And he hit. And um, 
then the deal comes through and beat everyone oh. and lost. But if he hadn't hit, a deal would have busted and Marshall would have won. And we're just – he oh. would have felt like the biggest fucking deal because we're all like, don't, don't be stupid. Do like, sitting on He's 20. like, no, I'm going to take one for you. No, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> just don't. It's all right, man. Don't like, have you ever gambled before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Marshall's off it. Marshall wanted to fight him. I bet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so then we <laughs> fuck. So then we all just packed up and left. Yeah, just got out of there. No. Yeah, that oh. was topped her off. I think that was probably the ninety fifth time the casino got me. Ninety fifth time. <laughs> I want an update when you go down for. Mm. We need another update. Yeah. I tell you what, that Townsville Casino is a sucker. Eh? PBR finals every oh. year. It does it? Eh? It yeah. does it every single year. <laughs> That's my favourite casino mm. in the country. Yeah, it it is a grouse casino. It, yeah. It does leave you broke though. I know. That. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Cairns. Nah. Nah? Cairns is. Hands down, the worst. Cans, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think no, the casinos have it set up that you can't win because they're open till like all hours of the morning, mm, five o'clock. Like in who's morning. gonna yeah. who's gonna win five grand and decide to pull up? Yeah, that's right. If you're on a hotter, that's nearly a rule, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the worst thing it is it always gets you down a little bit, then you get back up, and then you get down. You're like, I just got back up, baby. I can do it again. Just plays yeah, yeah. you, doesn't it? Neck minute, yeah. boom, down. Walking out of there at six in the morning, blind. With no money. <laughs> Roller coaster of emotions throughout yeah, the night, yeah. just up and down. But yeah. it is a yeah. good night. You're like, oh, I ride the highs, I ride the lows. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, as we say, like you said before, gamble respons- responsibly. That's right, gamble <laughs> responsibly. If probably you're drinking, don't gamble don't drink and drive. If, you dr- if you're gambling. Yeah, don't ever gamble. I'm probably the worst person to gamble with. Yeah, what's, your, what's the theory? We think they've got cameras and they only pay people who have played them for the first time. A- it's got to be. AI has got to be in there. If they see you go in there every day. Yeah. They're not going to pay yeah. you. Yeah, but if you go in there once a month, luck. you know, yeah. beginner's luck. Yeah. Beginner's Every luck to get your hooks. Keep trying, to, yeah. keep trying to suck you in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm just going to have to Wear go in disguises. there. Yeah, that's 100%. You're going to have to put, start getting some fake moustaches. <laughs> yeah. Maybe pretend like I'm from Saudi Arabia. And just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go in there with Tell a full print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give you the VIP <laughs> treatment. Just, just walk in there by myself and just look at the poking machine. He's like, Oh, how do you put this in? I've never played it before. <laughs> <laughs> Looking straight at a camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boom. Grand jackpot. Oh. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> 20 grand. Walk out of there. Yeah. yeah. Head out. Yeah. Oh. But no, that about winds it up. Um, so as we say every episode, um, if you're just hearing of us or you haven't already, head over to the socials, Facebook, Instagram, the Rewrite Podcast. Give us a follow. You'll find the Cowboy Hotline in our Instagram bio. We want to hear from you. We're not going to play it this week, the Cowboy Hotline, because uh, we're re- recording the day after we just released the last one. So we've got one call that just come in this morning. So we're going to wait for a few more and um, then we'll hit you with that. And keep <laughs> keep peppering uh, ringers from the top end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have I've been, been copping it. They have been <laughs> copping it. They haven't they? Yeah, hell we, we wanted to cop it some more. So they if you're just tuning in, listen to the ep- episode 10, jump on the bandwagon. We're getting a laugh out hell of yeah. it. Shout out once again to Triple One Performance Industries and Triple One Collective. Come and see us at InGen at the shop or jump online. You'll find us there. Check them out. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank guys. You.